Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Thursday the 3rd of December. In your squiz today, the UK could be giving people a COVID vaccine within days. From recession to recovery here in Australia. Three pro-democracy protesters are jailed in Hong Kong. And the biggest song of the year. This is your squiz today. The UK have achieved a big world first, Claire, and that's that they have a COVID-19 vaccine approved and ready to go. It means immunisations could start within days for people in high priority groups. That's right. And the UK has ordered 40 million doses of that vaccine, which is enough to cover 20 million people. It'll first be targeted at those at high risk. So people like those in aged care and healthcare workers. The UK, of course, is going through another wave of COVID-19 as they head into winter. So it's come at a very good time. This vaccine is the Pfizer BioNTech one. We've talked about it a little bit. Australia has pre-bought 10 million doses of that vaccine, but it's one that has to be kept very, very cold. So it's got some logistical challenges. Yeah, minus 70 degrees kind of cold. The logistical challenges are that it needs to be manufactured overseas and then transported uh, and then stored as the vaccination programs unfold. Keeping something like that at minus 70 degrees is fiddly and it's going to be fiddly for a country like Australia. And you might remember Greg Hunt, our health minister, said that we're going to have to develop a sophisticated esky to make that happen. So he did say yesterday that the announcement from the UK was an important step for the world and a decision on approval in Australia is, as expected, not going to happen till the end of January next year. Not to be outdone, Claire, Russian President Vladimir Putin has ordered health authorities to begin mass vaccinations against COVID-19 there next week also. He has. That is something that he's ordered his government to do. Also, lots of eyes today will be on the US with the Trump administration uh, really stepping up their rhetoric yesterday about the need to get a vaccine up and running. To the economics of coronavirus now and lots of talk yesterday about the recession here in Australia being over. That's because figures released yesterday show our economy grew by 3.3% in the July to September quarter. Yeah, that of course is a big turnaround from the 7% contraction that we saw in the previous quarter. Uh, And of course, we had negative growth in the quarter before that. What has happened in that September quarter is that people have kept spending Uh, It's a really incredible thing to see that Australians have gone out and through what's called household consumption, so just the stuff that ordinary folk like us buy, uh, spending has been up 7.9%. That, of course, means the technical definition of a recession is behind us, but a long recovery is still to go. Yes, Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowe said yesterday, and this is the quote, that the road ahead is bumpy and uneven. So fair warning there from him, a sentiment echoed by Treasurer Josh Frydenberg. We talked yesterday of Scott Morrison's message to Chinese Australians via platform WeChat that defended the way Australia was handling claims that several elite soldiers were involved in war crimes in Afghanistan. That message, Claire, has since been removed from the social media platform. 
it has and what ABC's China correspondent Bill Birdall says is that the removal of Morrison's post uh, really could be because the government has ordered it down or it could be an automated censorship based on reader complaints. But either way, Birdall says that engaging on WeChat is a mugs game. Uh, it, of course, is in stark contrast to what Twitter has done with that post that the Chinese Foreign Ministry put up. Uh, you'll remember that Scott Morrison asked for that to come down and Twitter hasn't removed that post. Still on China and over in Hong Kong, three pro-democracy activists who led protests in favour of a democratic Hong Kong have been given jail terms, Claire. Their crime is unlawful assembly. Yeah, Joshua Wong, Agnes Chow and Ivan Lam are very high profile dissidents when it comes to the pro-democracy movement. They were very prominent in the 2014 Umbrella Movement protests. They haven't been prosecuted under China's new security law, though, which means that they've avoided potential life sentences. But it is just a very troubling sign about how China and Hong Kong is cracking down on any voices that don't agree with China's approach. 13.5 months, 10 and 7 months, respectively, for each of those. Over in the US, an Attorney General, William Barr, has declared that there was no widespread fraud in the US election. It's a really difficult thing for William Barr because, of course, he has towed his boss's line and been part of that speculation that potentially voter fraud was part of that election. Uh, He unleashed the US Justice Department to look at those claims and what's happened yesterday is that he's come back to say that there's no evidence that backs that. Of course, people like Barr and other senior Trump officials are going to be out of work very soon. So there's lots of speculation about why potentially he fronted that announcement yesterday. Yeah, as you said, before the election, William Barr was one of those ones that did repeatedly suggest that mail-in voting could be especially vulnerable to fraud during the coronavirus pandemic as more Americans voted via the post. A scientific breakthrough, Claire, now that's not a COVID vaccine. The first lab-grown meat cells have been approved for sale in Singapore in the form of chicken bites. You're going to have to explain what this one means. Is it real chicken? (laughs) Well, it comes from the cell of a live chicken and then in a lab it's grown and replicated to uh, make up that kind of chicken meat. I don't think scientists are pretending like it's chicken meat in the traditional way, Um, but certainly when it comes to looking at things like how we feed the world, uh, whether it's chicken, beef or pork, there's a lot of work that's going on in that protein space. And look, steak lovers don't really need to panic quite yet, lab-grown meat meat probably won't be widely available for another 20 years or so, but this really is a first. Yeah, it's one of many, many firms who are developing cultivated chicken, beef, pork, as you say. Their aim is to help the environment by providing cleaner, drug-free and cruelty-free meat. And it's Thursday, Claire, so it's a squeeze shortcut day. This week we've had a look at shark attacks in Australia. I just realised that's not very tasteful following on from a story about meat. Sorry about that, everyone. (laughs) It might seem to many that there have been more shark attacks than ever this year, so we've had a look at whether that's actually the case and what's being done to try and prevent them. Yeah, and in the wake of those attacks, of course, there's been a lot of speculation about what might be driving that. And it seems that there's nothing that really unifies those attacks and that it could be a case of bad luck, but we go through all of that. 
And also which sharks are the deadly ones, which are the ones to look out for. That's handy. Just search for Squeeze Shortcuts in your podcast app to take a listen to that. And finally, before we go, lots of posts on social media about what people have been listening to this year. Spotify has a great engagement tool that shows you exactly what songs you've listened to the most, what podcasts also that you've listened to the most. We've got a fair few people posting about the squeeze, which is great. They've also confirmed Claire as part of that, the biggest song of the year. And The weekend's Blinding Lights is song of choice for the year. So that's the most streamed song on Spotify? Indeed, for 2020. And is that our email subject line today? No. (laughs) That would make sense. (laughs) It would make sense, but you know these things, always on a whim. No, I've gone for Panic at the Disco's Always Had High High Hopes, of course. Uh, Lots of hopes pegged on a vaccine. Absolutely. That's all from us today. Thank you uh, for listening to the Squeeze Today podcast. I don't feel like we've said thank you enough lately. We do really appreciate you tuning in every day. We'll be back tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. A quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP.